If you have your Bibles, uh, I'd like for you to turn with me this morning to the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew. We're in chapter 14. You know, life's funny, isn't it? It, it, it seems to go in cycles. Some parts of life are, are, are wonderful. They're carefree. They're happy. Uh, some parts of life are really, really busy. Uh, you know, I'm an empty nester. I don't have small children. I don't. Uh, I was talking to a young couple the other day, and they were talking about how well you know we've we've got to get our kids to this, and we've got to get the school projects done. And we've got all these different things going on, and, and and you know many times life can be very very busy. Uh, sometimes life is very special. Um, you know, I'm at that age where all of my friends are putting the pictures of their grandkids on Facebook, you know, and I'm just jealous as I can be. But you, you, very special times where, where, where uh, events happen that they just, uh, well, we wouldn't, they enrich our lives. They enrich our lives and, and, and make life special. And, you know, sometimes things are very sad. Sometimes we go through some very sad things. A good friend of mine, uh, a good friend of mine's wife's, best friend's son, I know that's kind of a roundabout way, but uh, he, had, he had been having troubles all his life. He, he, was, uh, he had had troubles with, uh, with addiction and things like that, and he had gotten his life straightened out, and he was into these ultra-marathon things, you know, and, and, and just in peak physical condition, 31-year-old um, young man, and he was hiking in the Colorado Rockies, out in the middle of nowhere, got bit by a uh, by a rattlesnake and died before they could get him to any help. Uh, I cannot imagine what his what his family's going through right now. Uh, some things are just very sad. They just they just pull at our hearts and 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 we all have to go through times like that. And and uh, some things are. So, so life is different, you know. It's different depending on what what stage you're in, what what situation you're in. I would just like to say to you this morning, before we really start our message, if you're in a happy time, if you're in a time where 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 things are really going well for you and 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 life seems to to be abundant, then then I encourage you to 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 stop, smell the roses. And get down on your knees and thank God for this time in your life. Don't don't let it go by without thanking Him for this time in your life. Okay? Because 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 we can tend to just you know, when things are going good, we just kinda we kind of think they're always going to be that way. And you know, the one thing I've learned in years of ministry is that whatever situation you're in right now, I'm telling you, it ain't going to last. Now, some of you out there going, yeah, 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 it's, it, it, it's, it lasts for me. Eventually, it won't last. All of life changes. All of life changes. My goodness, a little over two years ago, I had both of my parents. Both in good shape, fairly good shape. And, and, and now they're gone. And, and that's just one small example of how life changed in a way that I never expected it to so soon. And uh, life changes. 
So if you're in a good time, if you're in a happy time, if you're in a time of abundance, then, then please take the time to thank God for that time. Thank him for that time. If, if, if you're in a busy time, then, then I, I encourage you to stop and smell the roses. I want to tell you something. You know, my daughter's turning 30 this month. I can remember the day she was born like it was yesterday. I can remember taking her to school, and oh my goodness, I can remember, you know, I can remember her first date, sure can, yeah, I'll tell y'all that, guys, I'll tell you that story sometime, that'll be a good one for you here, but anyway, but you know, I can remember those things, she's going to be 30, she's going to be 30, and some of you are going, well, wait till they're 40 or 50, I'm there, you know. But, but, but if you're in a very busy time, man, stop and smell the roses. Enjoy those times because, because they don't last forever. Uh, if you're in a special time, experience it. Experience it. You know, one of the things that, that I think I'm better at, and there's a lot of things I'm not better at, but one of the things I think I'm better at the older I get is I try to stop and just experience where I'm at. Experience what's going on in my life. You know, just experience. Just look around. I, I can talk a lot. You know, I can talk a lot. Maybe some of you are like me. You know, and sometimes we need to quit broadcasting and start tuning in. You know what I mean? We need, we need to experience what's going on around us. You know, just stop and experience it. And, and if you're in a painful time, then then understand that you can endure it. You can endure it. And just like those happy times and those special times and all those times, they're not going to last forever. Let me tell you something. This painful time is not going to last forever either. I promise you that. It will not last forever. And the Lord will walk with you. You know, I love this part about the Psalms 23rd. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of of death, you know, there there has to be the presence of light for there to be a shadow. You know that, and so God's presence is with you when you're going through that difficult time. So so you know, depend on the Lord and and, and spend time with Him and 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 notice whatever phase you're in, it, it won't last forever. It won't last forever, and we need our guide with us. You know, we I. I I, I have to travel some now to places I've never been before, and 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 isn't it great to have our little GPSs and things like that, you know? But you know those GPSs can be wrong sometimes, or they can take you to a dead end. Isn't that frustrating, you know, things like that? When I go someplace I've never been before, it's a whole lot better to have a guide than it is to have a map. It's a whole lot better to have somebody that picks me up or in the car with me and can tell me, oh, no, we don't want to go there. Let's go there. Let's not do that. Let's do this. Oh, we can miss the traffic by going this direction. So much better to have a guide than it is to have a map. And so we need to stay close to the Lord so that he can be our guide. If you have your Bibles, we're going to look at one of the best-known stories in the New Testament today. 
Chapter 14, starting with verse 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there all alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately told them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, You are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. I want to to ask you this morning, whatever boat you're in this morning, and you're in a boat. (laughs) We're all in a boat. So, So whatever boat life has you in this morning, I want you to think about the things that we're about to talk about. Number one, understand that God's providence has placed you there. God's providence has placed you there. They would not have been in the boat unless what? Jesus told them to get in the boat, right? Jesus told them to get in the boat. And so they were in the boat because Jesus told them to get in the boat. And, and, and whatever boat you're in, you need to understand that God's providence has placed you there. Now, I'm not one that believes that God causes bad things to happen. Sometimes he gives us freedom and we make bad choices and and we put ourselves in a bad boat. Or sometimes because of free will, God allows somebody else to make bad choices. And because we live in a fallen world, that person's bad choices spills over on us and it affects us and it affects the boat we're in. But understand that whatever boat you're in, at the very least, God allowed you to be there. He allows you to be in that boat. And so you're there. His providence has placed you there. At the very least, he's allowed you to be there. Okay? Number two, his omniscience sees you there. His omniscience sees you there. Now, this is really important because... Studies have been done that show that when we are in distress or when we're feeling lonely or we're feeling, you know, out of sorts, we feel like the boat we're in is going nowhere, then we tend to feel like nobody else understands. You ever been there? Nobody else knows what I'm going through. Nobody else understands. Oh, they think they understand, but they don't really understand. And in some ways, that's absolutely true. I minister to people, you know, in all kinds of different situations, and and I've never been in that situation. So in some ways, I I don't know 
I don't know what it's like. But we need to understand that God knows what we're going through. His omniscience sees us there. And, and, and understand, as human beings, we can see something and not really see it. Have you ever noticed that? We can see something and not really see it. How many times in my life have I looked back on a situation and, and I think, oh man, I, you blew it. Because, because you find out the backstory later. You find out, you know, what's going on there. And, 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 and I saw that person, but I didn't see that person. I didn't really see what they were going through. Didn't really understand what they were going through. And, and, and it's impossible in our finite humanity to completely understand what other people are going through. But the human eye can see and not really see. We can, we can see and not really understand. Here's another one. We can see and not really care. We can see and not really care. I think this is probably the biggest lie that, 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 I, that I see most Christians, uh, you know, tell. That we, that we really care. Because a lot of times we really don't. And that's just me being blunt, Kelly, you know. But think, it's true. It's true. Think of all the things that you hear about in this life, all the people that you touch, all the people that, that you're, you're around. And, and, and a lot of it, we just it's just sensory overload. It's just hard for us to care. It's hard for us to care. We, we want to care. But it's hard, and sometimes we don't even want to. And why? Because we're tired or because we're irritated or because we're busy or because we don't have time for that. I don't have time to care today. I got things to do. I got a checklist to get off, you know. I don't have time to care. And so, so we, can, we can see and not see. We can, we can see and not understand. We can see and not care. But, but I believe this with all of my heart. If the Bible is true, and I know it is, then God cannot see us without really seeing us. And God cannot see us without really understanding us. And God cannot see us without really caring about us. Because it is part of His nature. He cannot not love us. He must. It is who He is. It's just who He is. You know, part of that may be a little scary. You, you, you mean God really understands me? Yeah, He does. He does. <laughs> he does. You mean He really sees me? Yeah, He really does. He sees, He understands, and He cares. He cares. So His providence has placed me here. His omniscience sees me here. His presence calms me here. Look at verses 26 and 27. When the disciples saw him on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost. They cried out in fear, but Jesus immediately said to them, what did he say? He said, you wimps? No. (laughs) 
No. He said, take courage. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Don't be afraid. You know, in our world today, we got all this stuff mixed up. Masculinity, femininity, you know, standing up. I want to tell you something. Jesus walked into the situation. He said, don't be afraid. I'm here. Call that whatever you want. I call it the Son of God taking control. Don't be afraid. I'm here. It's going to be okay. He calmed the disciples. He can give us a peace that passes all human understanding, that can guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Guard, guard, stand guard over our hearts and our minds and give us a peace that really the world can't understand. His omniscience sees us here. His presence can calm me here. But it doesn't stop there. His power sustains me right here. His power sustains me here. Look at verses 28 and following. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. I love that. (laughs) Jesus didn't mince words. He just used one word. Come on. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to cry out. Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith. Why did you doubt? His power sustains me here. Let me hit you with some truths in this. Peter knew Jesus was his only deliverance. And although Peter slipped, Jesus didn't let him go under. Think about that. The very thing the disciples thought was going to go over their heads was already under Jesus' feet. Now, I want you to think about that a minute. The thing that you think is going to defeat you, the thing you think is going to fly over you, that's going to engulf you, that's going to ruin you, those things are already under Jesus' feet. And Jesus loves you. And he cares about you. His power sustains me here. So, his providence placed me here. His omniscience sees me here. His presence calms me here. His power sustains me here. And his promise will deliver me from here. His promise will deliver me from here. Jesus promises to deliver us from the storms of life. Life is a series of storms. If you don't know that now, you've lived a charmed life. But you will someday. Life is a series of storms. When Jesus got there, that was the end of the storm. Notice that? (laughs) When he got there, it was the end of the storm. When Jesus comes back, it will be the end of our storms forever. Now, Guys, I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know what boat you find yourselves in. 
whatever that boat is, whether it's a wonderful, happy, abundant time of life, whether it's a very difficult time of life, where it's a time of life that's very scary, I don't know where you are. But I know this. I know that God's providence has allowed you to be there. He's allowed you to be in the boat that you're in. He sees where you are. Not the way I see you, not the way your friends see you, not the way even the most well-meaning other human beings see you. No, the God of all the universe sees you and he understands. He, He sees you and knows exactly what you're going through. His presence can calm you in that situation. His power can sustain you in that situation. I want you to notice what we said on all of these things until the last one. His providence has placed me what? Here, in the boat that I'm in right now. He sees me right here in the boat I'm in right now. His presence can calm me right here in the boat I'm in right now. His power can sustain me where? Right here in the boat I'm in right now. And one of these days, yes, his promise will deliver you. It may be tomorrow. It may be next week. It may be a lot longer than that. But if his providence has put you there and he actually sees you there, and he can calm you there, and his power can sustain you there, then your job is not try to row to the shore. Your job is to stay in that boat until Jesus comes and delivers you from that boat. And you see, we're always trying to get out of the boat we're in. And I think Jesus just wants us to to trust in Him where we're at. Now, that doesn't mean we don't stop bad habits. It doesn't mean that we don't try to, 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 to walk closer with Him. It, it doesn't mean any of those things. But, but you know what? There are some things in life that you can't change. There are some things in life you don't have any power over. And so, He sees me here. He sustains me here. He understands me here. And yes, one day he will deliver me from here. Until that time comes, I'm just going to trust in him. I'm going to trust in that one that walks on the water and comes to me and says, Do not be afraid. It's me. Jesus says, It's me. Don't be afraid. I'm here. And one of these days, he will ultimately deliver you from that boat you're in by changing your circumstances, by calling you home, by coming back again. You know? Isn't it going to be a glorious day when Jesus comes back again? Isn't that going to be a a, a glorious day? Can, Can you imagine all the millions of boats where, where, where the boat's being tempest and tossed and, and the wind is blowing and the rain is coming down and people are scared to death. And when Jesus comes back, he's just going to say, don't be afraid, I'm here. 
and everything's going to be calm. Everything's going to be wonderful. And so, so I hope you hear the message today as a message of hope. Now, now let, let's look at just, uh, because, because you see, you can have hope even if God does not deliver you from that boat you're in just right now. You can have it today. You can have it right now. If you believe the things we've talked about today. But let's, let's look at Peter a minute. What? Peter? Peter got out of the boat, didn't he? He saw Jesus. He said, let me come to you. Wow. I, I want you to notice something. Jesus did not chastise the other disciples for not getting out of the boat. You ever notice that? Jesus didn't get mad at those other guys. He didn't look down on them. You know? What did he, the only one he said anything critical about was the one that got out of the boat. <laughs> Think about that. The guy that walked on water. Oh, you have little faith. Why are you falling, going under? But you see, we can learn something very valuable from Peter. Even though Peter was brave enough to step out of the boat, what got him? He took his eyes off Jesus. He took his eyes off Jesus. And you know, I've heard this preached a thousand times where people will say, you know, and life gets tough and the storm hits and the wind blows and, and we take our eyes off Jesus. You know what? That is true. But you know what I found out in my life? When the storm's the worst, I keep my eyes on Jesus the best. What's the problem with me is when, when things are going really well. And so think about this. You're walking on the water and you're in a really good time of life and, and, and you're in that time of abundance and everybody's healthy and life is good and all of that stuff. And you know what? We can sink when we take our eyes off Jesus and start looking at the good stuff too. You ever thought about that? We start focusing on the blessings he gives us instead of the one that gives the blessings. And we can sink too. In fact, I believe in, in, in our world today, that's probably a bigger problem in the United States of America for most Christians with the abundance that we have. We, we focus on the other things. And we don't focus on Jesus. And so, don't be afraid. He sees you, he can calm you, he can sustain you, and yes, eventually he will deliver you. The wind's not always at our back, the sky is not always blue. Sometimes we crave the things we lack and we don't know what to do. Sometimes life's an uphill ride with mountains we must climb. At times, the river's deep and wide, and crossing it takes some time. No one said that life is easy. There are no guarantees. So trust the Lord continually on calm or stormy seas. The challenges we face today prepare us for tomorrow, for faith takes our fears away and 
peace replaces sorrow. That is the promise that we have because we have a loving God, because we have a Savior that died for us and rose again, because we have the power of the Holy Spirit living in our souls. Whatever boat we are in, we can live victoriously. We can live with peace. We can live in abundance. Whatever our circumstance, if we will allow God to help us do that. I cannot do that. No preacher you're going to call can do that for you. Your spouse can't do it for you. And let me tell you something. Your Sunday school teacher can't do it for you. And just let me say one more thing. You cannot do it for yourself. The only one that can do that is to allow God to do that through you. And, and, and you say, well, pray, preacher, how does that work? Man, I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that would work for you or how that would work for the next person. I just know that the eternal almighty God knows how to take care of you. Do you believe that? Whatever your circumstance. And can you today, can you today say, God, can you honestly pray today, God, Yes, I want you to deliver me from this boat. But if you don't, if you don't right away, if your plan is for me to be in this boat that I've been so so much trying to escape from, if your plan is for me to be here a while, will you see me? Will you sustain me? Will you allow me not to be afraid? Will you give me everything I need until your time comes to deliver me from this boat? Maybe that's not what you want to hear, but I think it's a message of hope. Because if God delivers you tomorrow, that's great. If he doesn't, we as Christians are okay as long as he's in the boat with us.